It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Welcome to episode number 918 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, April the 2nd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. And you can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. Of course, please make sure you are supporting the entire Locked On Podcast Network as well. We have a show for you. If you like more than just the Toronto Raptors, which, hey, maybe some people are one sport, one team people, that's fine. But if you're not, we almost certainly have a show covering all of your other favorite teams in the big four sports and the NCAA. So please go subscribe to, rate, and review those podcasts as well. It's always appreciated. All right, on today's show... We're closing out a tough week for the Toronto Raptors on a positive note as, you know, we've been kind of reflecting upon Norman Powell this past week since he was dealt at the deadline last week. Lots of good feelings. Norm Powell drops that wonderful Players' Tribune article that made me cry, oh, I don't know, half a dozen times as I was going through uh, from his talk about the G League and his love for DeMar DeRozan to his friendship with Fred Van Vliet to the emotional toll that the last kind of interaction with the Raptors at the testing facility carried uh, and the back and forth with Fred Van Vliet about him crying. It was all very, very touching, wonderful stuff, kind of cementing Norm Powell's spot that was never in question. But as Kyle Lowry was sure to point out to Norm Powell, as was detailed in that piece, uh, it's very much true. Uh, just a lovely, lovely week of thinking about Norm Powell and his time with the team. And I figured we could close out a week that's been full of sad losses and bummer feelings and dour vibes with a reflection on Norman Powell, the player, and his time in Toronto. So I've got six guests on today's podcast running through their favorite Norman Powell memories from his time with the team. Would have done this a little bit earlier, but the schedule never stops, and it's been quite a hectic week. So apologies that it's maybe a week overdue to celebrate the life and times of Norm Powell in Toronto, but we're doing it now. On today's show, we got Kelsey O'Brien, of course, the wonderful Raptors 905 reporter and Dishes and Dimes co-host. We're also going to be joined by... Oh, God, we got a lot. We got Blake Murphy. We have Ashley Docking. We got Vivek Jacob. We have uh, Katie Heindel as well, as well as Yasmin Dewala from Tor- Toronto Star and Neon Playbook and Dishes and Dimes and Basketball News and the whole freaking internet at this point. Really, really great collection of guests on today's show sharing their favorite thoughts and moments with Norm Powell. Before we get to Kelsey to start things off, I just want to share my favorite Norman Powell moment. Um, look, there's a lot for sure 
the playoffs are always going to kind of be the thing. I have two. One's playoffs, one's not. Uh, you know, there's lots of great off-court stuff coming up in today's podcast as well, sort of backroom dealings and conversations and interviews and stuff. So I don't really have much in that regard to offer. I'm a bad reporter, you see. I don't get one-on-ones with players very often when I'm covering games because I, I'm scared, basically. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we got some wonderful behind-the-scenes Norm stuff coming up. Two of my favorites that I just wanted to sort of throw out there. One is kind of, I don't know why it sticks in my brain so much. It just is always a dunk I think about. The Raptors were playing the New Orleans Pelicans at home. I think it was kind of a nothing, you know, February game, maybe, maybe March. I'm not exactly sure. It could have been November for all I care. The Raptors are playing the Pelicans. Anthony Davis is still on the Pelicans at this time. It's the Drew Holiday era. It's them beating the Blazers in the playoffs era and all that. I think Etwan Moore had a crazy game in this one, if I recall. But I will always remember this dunk that Norm Powell threw down on Anthony freaking Davis. And that's why it stands out. It was on Anthony Davis, of all people. One of the hardest dudes to poster in the entire NBA. And it was just so like nonchalant, but also ferocious. Norm's coming in, I believe, from like the right wing. And he sort of realizes Anthony Davis is there and kind of jumps a little bit to like the left of David or the right of Davis, the left of your screen, Norm's left, whatever it might be. And he kind of does this like starfish thing in the air and just like crams it on Anthony Davis. And like, it was like the second quarter of a game. It meant nothing really in the grand scheme of things. I think the Raptors lost, but that stuck with me as like the dunk of that particular season and really did kind of sum up the audacity of Norm Powell sometimes with his drives. Just like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to score. If I dunk on your head and murder you in the process, it's your own fault. And that was one of my faves. The other one, it's like a very specific instance, I remember. It was the 2017 uh, first round against the Milwaukee Bucks, the season where they go all in with Serge Ibaka and P.J. Tucker on the team. And they get to the playoffs. They lose game one, as they do. They win game two, but lose game three. And they go back, I believe, for game four in Milwaukee. And it's like very, very tense times. The Raptors losing a first-round series when they're a number three seed, I believe, falling to the the six-seeded Bucks just would have been a real kick in the teeth. And there was kind of this like, oh, this is Giannis's moment. He's going to take this thing over. This is where he makes his mark sort of narrative around that series, too. And I remember game four, after calling for it for a very, very long time, the Raptors finally go small. Dwayne Casey relents. I believe he takes out Jonas Valanciunas and benches him. And they start with, I want to say it's Lowry, DeRozan, Damari Carroll, Norm Powell, and Serge Ibaka. And that decision to go small, it just opened everything up. And I will always remember... Norm hits this three in like the very early going. I know I think he had like nine points on three of three from deep in the first quarter. But the first one he hit, it was like a swing that hit him in the in the far left corner, if I recall. And he he knocks it down. And I just remember feeling this relief. Like, oh, Bucks killer Norm is here, and the Raptors have solved this series, and this one sequence kind of proves they solved. That was the time when Jason Kidd was coaching that team. So it was kind of easy to solve the Bucks, And that was, I think, sort of part of the confidence that was uh, instilled when Norm hit that shot. But I just will always remember seeing how beautiful that possession looked and how at home Norm looked playing small, attacking a closeout or just taking a wide open three in the corner. And thinking, okay, yeah, they've got this in the bag. And they, in fact, had it in the bag. And they go on to, uh, I believe, sweep the rest of the series, win it in six. And that was 
just a huge series saving moment from Norm. And look, they might have won that series anyway. I don't know. Like it wasn't working super well playing big, but it wasn't like they were destined to, you know, get run off the floor or anything like that. It was just that made it so much easier. They it was like a problem solving thing. The Raptors had never done in a playoff series to that point. And to see them do that problem solving thing and change the lineup for the better. It just really was just mm, beautiful. Like they've figured it out. They've solved it. The the first round curse or whatever. You know, it's not like they had lost the year before, the year before they went to the conference finals, but that was such a slog and they never really figured out any series. They just kind of survived them. This one was figuring it out through Norm. And I thought that was very, very cool. So that's going to go down as my, uh, I guess, two some of favorite Norm Powell moments. Let's now get into the rest we've got kelsey o'brien up first we'll get to her right now and then we'll have throughout the rest of the show vivek jacob katie heindel blake murphy ashley talking and yasmin dwalla it's gonna be great enjoy it here's kelsey o'brien all right my first guest on today's norman powell appreciation episode is one of the co-hosts co-hostesses good good english sean one of the co-hosts of the dishes and dimes podcast raptors 905 basketball baby it is kelsey o'brien kelsey how's it going uh it's going how are you i'm good i got to use your catchphrase it's very good you did yeah yeah. i've never heard anyone out loud before Hey, I'm uh, I'm only here to break new ground. Uh, so, uh, Kelsey, as uh, I've I've warned you ahead of time, this is an episode where we're getting everybody's favorite Norman Powell moment from his nearly six years playing for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, so I'll I'll just flip it to you, Kelsey. What's your favorite moment? I believe you have two that you've come armed with today, which is very exciting. A great way to start things off. What do you got? I do have two. So my first is my favorite on-court Norman Powell moment, which of course is going to be the Game 5 Pacers dunk. Norman Powell, the rookie with the steal. We are tied! 92-92! Take it to the rim, Norman Powell! Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was sitting right behind the Pacers basket, and it was my birthday. Amazing! So that was a really great day for me and for Norman Powell. <laughs> I'm thinking Norm did that specifically for you. I think he did. <laughs> or maybe DeLon, because DeLon has the same birthday and he did it for both of us. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that would make sense. The Players Tribune article did, did suggest that him and DeLon were quite close. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, do you remember how you were feeling before that game? Or I guess, better better question, how you were feeling going into that fourth quarter? I believe with the Raptors trailing by 13, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and the season potentially hanging in the balance? Uh, I didn't feel that bad because it was a game five. So either way, right. like no one was going to be eliminated that night. Right. But it was very nerve wracking to be down that many and then have Norm just come out of nowhere and just completely change the energy in the building. Yeah, Norm and also uh, Frank Vogel sticking with Rodney Stuckey and Ty Lawson for a long time. That was beautiful. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was trying to remember who was on that team. I was like, Monte Ellis? Wow. Yep, yep. Monte was like their third best player, I think. Yeah. It was a really bad Pacers team. I don't it know was. why that was such a difficult series. <laughs> it was awful. Um, I also, That was the game, too, if I recall, where Drake clapped in Rodney Stuckey's ear and forced him to turn the ball over which was pretty great as well so that's a great one what's your off-court moment yeah yeah my off the court one um so this past 905 season not the one in the bubble but the 2019-2020 season 
they had um, bobblehead nights, which was like appreciation for former 905ers who were on the championship squad. Okay. And it wasn't at Norm's. Norm's was a different night, but I think he came out. I think it was Fred's that he came to. Mm -hmm. And as the night progressed, I was kept looking at Norman Powell as one does. He just (laughs) kept getting more snacks. (laughs) So like he had popcorn. He had nachos. He had a drink. He had Twizzlers. He had chocolate. He had Skittles. He had gummies. Like by the end, he was just surrounded by snacks, but he was having the time of his life. And I was like, Norm Powell is the most relatable raptor of all time. (laughs) Yeah, I love being a slob when I go to a sporting event. It's the best. It's kind of like being in an airport. It doesn't count. Uh, It doesn't, yeah. (laughs) That's a great one. Um, Was it, who was the, was it... uh... Yeah, never mind. I was going to th- 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 disregard that. Um, I'll edit that part out because I was about to accidentally invoke Terrence Davis. Because uh, <laughs> he was the one who had the kids steal food from his bu- bucket, right? If That's I'm what made mistaken. me really sad yeah. when all this Terrence Davis stuff came out is like seeing him the way he like interacted with kids and stuff. I was like, man, I was fucking rooting for you. Yeah. And he turned yeah. out to be a shit human. Yeah. Um, but anyway. That's a really good one, uh, Kelsey. I uh, that that's a great one. Especially, I'm glad you wove in the 905 element as well. That's of beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's a we would expect nothing else. Uh, Kelsey, thanks so much for being on the pod for a very short amount of time today. It's very appreciated. Do you have anything that you would like to promote? Um, I don't think so. Just everyone listening, please approach this season with empathy mm-hmm. and understand that these guys are going through a lot more than you know. Yeah, I think that is very good advice, sad advice for everybody to take. And that, you know, hopefully this episode helps to uh, alleviate the dour mood that seems to be surrounding the team right now. It's, uh, you know, um, it's it's a crappy experience for everybody. The watch, Watching it is bad. Imagine how bad the dudes playing the games feel. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, empathy is certainly the best policy here. Kelsey, thank you so much for coming to the podcast, sharing that wise wisdom and for sharing your favorite Norman Powell moment. We've got more Norm Powell reminiscent to get to coming up. We'll get Katie Heindel and Blake Murphy after the break. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Sport Trade. Have you heard about Sport Trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. And Sport Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like a stock trading app, but for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. Making money with Sport Trade is simple, and player as player values rise and fall based on two factors: one, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game, and the more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes as well. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock on a rookie with huge upside like Malachi Flynn, or grab that blue chip bet who's always a solid performer. Former shout out to Fred Van Vliet. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sporttrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. It is the truly the evolution of fantasy sports, and you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sporttrade.com. 
Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And the best part about rockauto.com is how freaking easy it is, baby. I've used the catalog before. I've, I've skimmed through it and I'm a car dum-dum and I found the parts I needed in seconds. Quickly see all the parts parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and most importantly the prices that you prefer best of all the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the exact same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on and they how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you as well amazing selection reliably low prices all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com all right, up next, as we continue to talk about the best Norman Powell moments for the Toronto Raptors, uh, Katie Heindel is with us on the podcast. Katie, how are you? I'm good. It, it feels so soon to be walking down memory lane with Norm. It really does. It's quite jarring. I think seeing him in the Blazers uniform against the Raptors on Sunday was particularly sort of difficult for the moving on process. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's all laid, laid bare for you. Everything well, you've he lost. he looked so lost. He yeah, looked yeah. so lost I mean, literally lined up on the wrong side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did look like we'd left him somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. He was nervous. He was like, I'm glad he seems like he's really settling in now. But, man, that was yeah. rough. Um, so before we get to your favorite Norm Powell moment, I do want to ask you, Katie, Norm Powell, uh, wrote or co-wrote whatever it might be. I'm not sure how the Players Tribune does things, but Norman Powell was the author of a Players Tribune piece that I think really lines up with your sensibilities, your basketball feeling sensibilities in particular. Um, what were your thoughts on Norm Powell's, uh, goodbye essay to the city of Toronto? See, some of those Players Tribunes are like clearly kind of as told to and pretty much like verbatim, maybe a couple of things filled in just for flow. But I really feel like Norm wrote his just because I, the, um, like the layout of it, you know, when he kind of went like section by section by section, I was like, maybe he just wrote this all in like an email or just like on his notes thing or on his phone or something. And he just like kind of filled it out as he went. And then they kept that formatting. Right. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Bit of bit of a for, formatting prelude, um, but it was <laughs> amazing. Yeah, like I I choked up. Oh, I don't even like I didn't. I lost count. Yeah, it was um, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, it was many times, and every time I was like, "All right, I've recovered now." Yeah. Uh, I would choke up again. Some highlights for me were the shopping spree. Um, that was yep. pretty. Yeah, that was amazing because I could picture Norm just picking like I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. When someone's like, get whatever you want, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to get whatever I want. Yeah. It's like um, going to a restaurant when it's someone's treat. You're not getting the surf and turf. You get the middle level. Yeah. yeah you get the yeah. middle thing. You're <laughs> like, well, I really want this, but I won't do that because yeah. I'm not comfortable doing that. Yeah. Uh, I'll get so the Stracciatelli really instead. There. Of whatever the, hell. the whole thing, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Uh, it's very good though. Uh, I hope I look forward to Norm's guest spot on the basketball feelings newsletter one day. Uh, I think he's got the chops for it. Um, doesn't quite have your eloquent prose, but that's uh, no one has your eloquent prose. Katie, what's your favorite Norm Powell moment? Yeah, man. Um, this is tough. This is tough as well. And it feels weird to be looking back, but I, I think my favorite is the game five steal, which I think mm-hmm. gets sometimes lost 
in what came next, but the steal and then the dunk uh, yeah. in the Indiana Pacers series. Yeah, that's a, that's a repeat appearance on the podcast. Nothing wrong with that. It's a really great moment. You can talk about it for more than two minutes. It's not a problem. Um, wonderful, wonderful moment. And one of those sort of fork in the road Raptors moments too, right? Like, you know, I, there's a sort of assumption they would have lost game six had they lost game five, which, hey, they ended up losing game six in Indiana. So maybe that was a fair assumption. Uh, they didn't look exactly sharp in that series. And I understand the lack of confidence. And had they lost that series, uh, things go very differently for the Raptors franchise. Dwayne Casey's almost certainly gone. Kyle Lowry's probably gone. And then, like, traded. Damar's probably gone in free agency that year. Like, it was, uh, it was a heavy time for the Raptors. And for them to win that game and uh, sort of swing things based on Norm Powell and also Frank Vogel's wonderful lineup choices. Uh, really just like an all-timer for a rookie as well. Ridiculous. Yeah. First year that league. Was his rookie. Yeah. His rookie year. And I think like for me, what it kind of shows, it was obviously like a precursor to what we would see from Norm throughout the playoffs for many years that we were lucky to like, he was a tide turner, you know, like he was a momentum shifter, um, mostly through dunks, which I loved, obviously got like a real soft spot for that because I do believe like wholeheartedly that dunks can change the momentum and like velocity of something like a playoff series and very well handled by norm in this case. Um, but I also think that when you look at, it's a bit bittersweet because when you look at what norm turned into, which is why I picked this because this was kind of like the first big moment. And then from then on, we were always like, man, we want this norm yeah, all the time. Right. Yeah. Like we want Norm to play this way throughout the regular season because, you know, he had it in him. Like he he it was just a matter of like figuring out which levers to kind of tilt at the same time. So he had this consistent energy uh, and like impulsion and just like attitude. And then he did get that this season um, and kind of like rounded out that play. It kind of hit his stride and like found that stability and uh, I mean, we know what happened, but to me, it shows more of just like his start. And then now we know what the stop point was, but like his starting point in terms of like what his growth trajectory was and like how much, cause that moment you're like, wow, it can't get better than this because that's what it meant to be a Raptors <laughs> fan at that point. Right. You were just yep. like, this is the echelon and we've hit it thanks to this guy. And then look how much better it got yeah. for, for him, for like us as fans, but also for Norman Powell, a champion. Norman Powell, a champion indeed. Katie, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for jumping on to share your favorite Norman Powell moment. Uh, we, of course, uh, got more coming up. So uh, stick around. Katie, anything you want to plug? Norman Powell's uh, Players' <laughs> Tribune story. Read it again if you already read it. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong there. I might just go back to that uh, whenever I feel like a good cry for the rest of time, which I always feel like a good cry these days, Katie. So I'm going to be reading it a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Katie. All right, up next on the Norm Powell Appreciation Podcast is the blog father of Toronto Raptors Media. Now, one of, uh, as we established on his last appearance, one of the old head guys who's part of the problem. It's, of course, Blake Murphy. Blake, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm not part of the problem. That was only if Lowry got traded. Oh, that's right. I'm still, there's still <laughs> one Raptor older than me. So it's, you, you cross over once you're older than the entire roster. Right, right. I get it. Yeah, that's... uh. 
Well, uh, congratulations to you then on Kyle yes. Lowry not getting traded. Resign hoping... Kyle Lowry until he's forty-five. <laughs> yeah, four years, one hundred million. Uh, why the hell not? Uh, all right, dude. What we're doing today, as uh, all the listeners know, as you know, is we're going through our fave Norm Powell moments. It's an emotional time. The Raptors are not feeling so hot, and uh, talking about Norm makes me feel good. And so this is therapy while also reflecting on a beloved Toronto Raptor. What is your favorite Norman Powell moment, Blake? Yeah, I think my favorite Norm moments are very early on. And I don't mean that to necessarily like pat myself on the back for being um, high on Norm. You know, I I went back the other day and I looked at, uh, I was our draft lead at the score for that draft. And I was, when the Raptors got him at at 46 in the Gravis Vasquez trade, you know, who who knew the Gravis Vasquez trade would be that good. (laughs) Uh, But I was pretty excited about Norm. And then the first thing, that I wrote about him as a Raptor was coming off of summer league in 2015, where he just blew everyone away and played his way into a contract. Um, But it was a little after that, actually the, the Powell memory that stands out and it's a little bit, you know, because of how things played out afterwards, like there's some hindsight to this. It wasn't necessarily an awesome moment on its own, but I think it says a lot about Norman Powell and what he's meant to the Raptors. So um, 2015 preseason or early in the season, I can't remember the exact date. Um, you know, I, that, that was my first year being around the beat regularly. I'd been to games before, uh, and the odd practice, but never with any regularity. So, uh, I wanted to do a thing on Norm. I, I asked to get him and Jim LaBombard, the media relations head at the time, uh, said that was fine. I, I was a little, I had my guard up a little bit because the last, the the first two times that I had um, gotten one-on-one time as a reporter, uh, the mm-hmm. first was with Gravis Vasquez, which uh, I think, I still think like the Jim LaBombard was pranking me, just like <laughs> knowing Gravis Vasquez would talk for hours and be impossible to transcribe <laughs> and not actually answer your question. He would just take it back to himself. Uh, and the second time was Terrence Ross, who was the exact opposite. And at that point in his career said absolutely nothing. So yeah. Um, I'm waiting there and I'm waiting there and I'm waiting there after practice and like all the scrums are done and it hits that point that I'm sure you've been in where it's like, man, do I just leave? Like, have I, have I overstayed the reasonable waiting period? Um, And the reason that was going on, this is when the Raptors still practice back at uh, Scotiabank arena on that practice floor Mm -hmm. uh, up on the third, the, the 300 level is Powell was just in there way after anyone else still working out probably with JAMA. This is uh, called the Serge Ibaka conundrum, by the way. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, although Serge did it after games, which makes it way tougher. This right, is like right. <laughs> at two in the afternoon in October. This is fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I finally get him. So so right away, the work ethic is obvious. And, and you know, maybe it's a little bit Kevin Durant-ish. You, are, you weren't with me in the gym to be there that long after <laughs> practice. But I'm talking to him and we have a good interview. And, and it, it's funny, Norm has kind of had this like U-shaped curve of being a good quote where out of the gate, he was really good. And then he learned that he had to talk in cliches. (laughs) And and then it was only like on his way out that he got good again. Um, But anyway, so I was asking him and and I was like, Hey, like, you know, it doesn't look like you're going to play out of the gate. Would you, have you guys talked about, or would you be open to a D league assignment? And that was the first year Raptors 905 existed. And Norm told me, fuck no. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and he then, you know, he then walked it back and gave me a little bit of the right answer of like, obviously I'll do whatever they want, but you know, I don't think I'm a D leaguer. And in his players tribune piece, he hmm. 
mentioned that DeMar kind of took him aside and said, look, if you're not a, a D-leaguer, prove that to them. Um, and why that moment stands out to me is that not only was Norm kind of the first 905 success story, really, he only stayed down there for eight games and then was in the playoff rotation later that year. Yeah. Um, it's also like, I know that that Kyle and DeMar, everything started at the top with them. And I know that Fred gets a lot of credit as a culture builder too. Uh, but Norm was kind of the start of that for the second wave of the core where when Fred came in, you know, it was Norm showing on the ropes and it was Norm telling him what perspective to take about the G league and telling him similar things to, Hey, if you don't want to be down there, you know, prove you don't belong. So for Norm to go from this very hungry and very confident, like, fuck, no, I'm not going to the D league (laughs) to then being like the first example. And the guy who was urging other guys to go to the D league, um, you know, obviously there, there hasn't been quite as much 905 success hitting the NBA roster these last two years, but you can trace that moment with Norm and that kind of change in perspective he had through Fred and Pascal, through DeLon, through Chris Boucher, through Paul Watson. Like, like that is that touches a lot of parts of the organization that followed. And I think I think it's a good snapshot of why the Raptors valued Norm so much as a piece of their culture beyond just, you know, what he could do on the court. That is a wonderful story, Blake. Uh, and I'm glad we didn't uh, just go with like a, some on-court thing he did. We have plenty of those. It's nice to get the behind-the-scenes thing. And uh, I think you're totally right. He is sort of, you know, I know Bruno was the first guy they really tried. Like, he's the reason the G League team came to exist. <laughs> but Powell's the guy who sort of took that and ran with it in a way that nobody else quite had at that point. Uh, wonderful stuff, Blake. Thanks so much for stopping by. It, but first pitch is now happening. So uh, as we record on Thursday afternoon, so I will shut up and let you go. Uh, thanks for coming on. Do you have anything you want to plug before you go? No, just, uh, you know, just turning my head here to watch Chet Hanks, Kevin Biggio, uh, <laughs> take the, take this uh, first first up out here. No, nothing to plug, man. Just the usual. Check out the stuff at The Athletic. Um, actually, if this is airing soon, uh, we have that $1 a month sale we have for new subscribers runs out on sunday so get after it you're hearing this friday so uh go and get on that right now uh thanks so much blake talk to you soon buddy see you man we've got our last few guests coming up in the final segment we've got yasmin Dawala, we've got ashley docking and we have of course vivek jacob coming up in just a second but first i want to tell you about our friends over at built bar who are making the best tasting protein bar in the world for a long long time now and they are Amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, delicious, and they are covered in 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which is the best built bar in the world, and the final matchup is still going on today. Go to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter, and you can vote for your favorite between cookie dough chunk and coconut brownie chunk. A heavy hitter matchup if there ever if there was one. Remember to use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the number one Built Bar flavor in the land. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Just head over to the website, use your mobile device as well, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's 
That's all one word, Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, up next on the rundown of the wonderful voices we have here sharing their favorite Norman Powell moments with you. It is one of our faves, a regular recurring guest. It's Vivek Jacob. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much, man. It feels like I'm talking to you all the time now, so this is just par for the course. And I'm, I'm happy sorry. For I'm very sorry. Uh, <laughs> I said I'm happy for it. Uh, that can't it's be exciting. a pleasant experience. It's fine. You don't have to be nice. It's fine. Um, I'm very happy to speak to you. You're wonderful. You're killing it on North North Pole. North, what the hell? North Courts. God, I almost said the wrong <laughs> thing. Uh, it's looking wonderful. You're looking amazing on camera. I used to write for North Pole. Oops. makeup on. Yeah, that is right. Oh, yeah. That's the North Pole Hoops. Shout out, North, shout out to Jason Tom. Um, all right, Vivek, what is your studio favorite? makeup? I don't have any studio makeup. It's uh, all it's very Screw COVID you. Screw friendly. you. <laughs> you look that good without makeup. That's, uh, that's garbage. I don't agree with it. Um, anyway, speaking of dudes who look good without makeup, Norman Powell. There's a segue. Uh, who is, uh, what's your favorite Norman Powell moment from his time with the Raptors, Big V? So I actually have, a, it's a bit of a two-in-one, but it's a round-one theme, if that's cool. Perfect, yeah. Basically, one of the things I loved about Norm was he had this uncontrollable laughter. Okay. And the first one I want to highlight is when they did the interview with Slam Magazine. Right. And Serge was going off about Fred. And I don't know what what it was about Serge saying, calling Fred big dog. (laughs) But if you watch Norm, he absolutely loses it in that moment. And then Kyle is like trying to get him to calm down. And it's like, you're way too immature and this and that. And so... (laughs) So go back and watch that and just watch Norm just lose it. You know Fred, you know Fred, Fred Vandele? Freddy Vandele? You know him? You know Freddy Vandele? That's a dog water. Big dog. He's he short, but it's a big dog. Yeah. You know, he's big dog, Freddy. He can get bucket anytime he want. He don't care what, what your size. He's going to drive to you. He's going to hit your shoulder. A bucket. And then you got the young fella. Grow up. <laughs> grow up, bro. No. <laughs> Go ahead, man. He got to grow up. OG he's coming off injury, so he's excited to be yeah, here. Yeah, he's excited to be here. And then the other moment was when, and, and there's definitely something behind Serge and Norm, because Norm definitely loves to laugh at Serge. Yeah. So this other one was when, Raptors were playing and Fred was standing near the bench. Uh He wasn't playing and Serge had the ball and he made this beautiful spin and then he throws it to Fred who's out of bounds (laughs) not playing and Norm loses it once again. (laughs) I mean everyone lost it but Norm especially lost it. And so I think those are the two moments for me uh, that stood out. I mean, Norm, just super fun guy. So many fun moments over the course of the season, the seasons uh, that he's been with the Raptors. 
and yeah, it's just those two laughs. I mean, he's laughed a lot with this franchise and had a lot of entertaining moments, but those are the two that I think will stick out for me. Those are really good. And I'm glad we're getting some off court stuff uh, from both you and Blake on this podcast. It's uh he was a wonderful guy all around. We're talking about him like he's dead. He's still around. He's still uh, writing Players Tribute articles, playing for the Blazers. Maybe he'll be back one day. Who knows? But uh, thank you for sharing that, Big V. Uh, always love Norman Powell, and uh, we'd have missed that oh, last. If I could and, quickly yeah, add, sure. So just just so people know where to find it, it it was a Raptors Jazz game. Okay. From last season. And was it the so, one where Norm got hurt? In the final game, like the last one before the shutdown. No, 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 no. This is this is the one where they absolutely spanked them. Where they're up by forty at halftime. At home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so this is in the fourth quarter, um, and yeah, everyone kind of loses it. Fred actually apologizes. He's kind of like, "Hey, my bad. <laughs> I should have put I should have put my warm ups back on that type of thing." And Norm is just is just completely gone. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to do my best to find that clip. You've also already heard the Norm Powell laughing on the slam uh, thing clip as well here. Uh, Thank you for bringing these into our lives. Once again, Big V, you're the best. Thanks for coming on. Anything you want to plug before we let you go? The usual, man. Go check out North Courts, my regular stuff at Complex, at CBC Sports, at Red Couch Manx. You're the best. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, I'm still offended by the, the, the no makeup thing. It's a to bother uh the world's in trouble when people are allowed to put makeup on people again anyway uh that's gonna be it uh big v you're the best thanks buddy all right joining me now on the norman powell appreciation episode of lockdown raptors is one of our fave guests and the queen of raptors post-game tiktoks it is ashley docking ashley how are you sean i'm amazing after that introduction it's, uh, I think, the most <laughs> noble title one can hold. Your TikTok recaps have been a delight throughout the entire season, a season that has had very few delights. So thank you for all you're doing to uh, you know, perk up our spirits. Uh, let's dive in here, Ashley. What is your favorite Norman Powell moment from his time with the Raptors? Um, so there's a lot to choose from. Mine actually is like an off the court situation. So for, for those who don't know, I used to be the sideline reporter for Raptors 905 when they were the D league still in the inaugural season of 905. Um, I worked with them for a year and a half. So that's when Norm was down there. Fred was down there. Pascal was winning MVPs, right? Jakob Pirtle, DeLon, right? Like they were all getting reps down at the 905. So I got to know them pretty well just because access is a little bit different and the demand on their time is a little bit different when mm-hmm. they're, um, you know, down the quote unquote farm team. But I actually got the opportunity to be a correspondent at Las Vegas summer league, the year that Norm and uh, Delon were playing. Right. And it was when Delon separated his shoulder mm-hmm. and earlier in the afternoon, I had requested an interview with Norm and he sat down with me and he was fantastic. He's, you know, he's so smart. He's very thoughtful. Um, there's just a lot to love about him. And he was giving me these really long and candid, um, in-depth answers. So I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. We wrapped the interview. And then I saw him, Delon, 
I think Matt Tierney, who heads all things digital for Raptors, and I believe John Wiggins was there as well. They were in the casino at the hotel where they were staying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I passed by them and I was like, just caught up with them, stopped and said hello. And I was joking with Norm. I'm like, gosh, you were long winded today. Like <laughs> I was trying to get out of there. I had a dinner reservation. And he was just like, very simply, he, he knew I was joking, but he very simply was like, yeah, you know, you're just like, what, like the hometown reporter though like I'm gonna give you time I'm gonna give you priority I want to try and help make your job easier and I just thought that was really nice of him to do no one owes anyone any time Mm -hmm. no one owes anything anything other than prepackaged answers Um, you really don't have to and I thought that he him going out of his way to make my job easier, make me look like a good interviewer because he decided he wanted to kind of be chatty and, and give me his time was really nice and really indicative of the kind of person that he was and really how he gave himself to Toronto, um, all of himself when he he kind of got here. And then additionally, just I love the fact that he would just joke about like if he wasn't bow legged, like think about where his career would be because he'd be like six <laughs> inches taller, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is also an iconic line from him. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Norm was uh, we talked about this with uh, with Blake Murphy, uh, sort of a stealthy good quote, especially early on in his career. Uh, and then kind of maybe moved towards more of the cliches in the middle part, but then got really good near the end as well. Uh, wonderful stuff, Ashley, uh, Norm Powell. What a, what a, what a guy, an absolute real one. Um, what are you going to miss most about him? Do you think? His scoring, <laughs> like specifically right now. His ability today. to break apart a defense. Yeah, that would be nice. His, his ability to give us something to smile about. Um, <laughs> No, I think he's I, he's low key also very funny as well. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that that's a component too, especially when you have a team who kind of needs to learn how to lose, really, yeah. because they haven't really had that experience at the professional level um, as a whole. Um, I think some levity would help, but so I think Norm's going to be missed for an, a number of different reasons. Well, Ashley, uh, you're not wrong about that. There's no doubt. Thank you so much for taking the time today and jumping on and sharing your Norm favorite moment. Uh, where can people check your stuff out? Um, TikTok, as you mentioned, at docking a. I need to really streamline these handles. <laughs> Twitter <laughs> is smart hash S-M-R-T-A-S-H. And Instagram is Ashley Docking. Fantastic. Thanks, Ashley. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Sean. Hello. Hey, Yasmin, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's good to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> so how's this going to work? Is it like um, in, in place of the theme song or something? Like you're going to cut these together or what? It's kind of like a collage of uh, um, five-minute clips talking about everyone's favorite Norm moments. So I've got you, I've got Katie, I've got Vivek, I've got Blake, I've got Ashley Docking, and I've got Kelsey. So Okay, sounds a good. wonderful lineup, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you're the closer. So, awesome. There you go. Uh, I should no pressure. The dunk against the <laughs> my Pacers. moment is kind of lame, but it's special to <laughs> no, me. No, <laughs> that's totally fine. The dunk against the Pacers has been stolen uh, <laughs> twice, uh, and my my moment was Norm in the first Bucks series, uh, kind of changing okay. that series. Okay. So well, no one took mine. Yeah, and everything else is kind of specific to people and like their own interactions with him. So cool, should cool. be fair game for whatever you want. <clears throat> All right. All right, I'm just going to... Oh, I'm already recording. Okay, just uh, I'll just intro it, and I'll throw it to you, and we'll get right to it. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. 
All right. And the closer on today's Norman Powell appreciation episode is uh, taking over the world. I think it's fair to say you can find her work at Dishes and Dimes, Basketball News, uh, Neon Playbook. Uh, the Toronto star covering March Madness because she's a freaking superstar. It's Yasmin Diwali. Yasmin, how's it going? Thanks for talking to the little people today. It's very much appreciated when you punch down. Yasmin? Can you hear me? No, you draw. You. It oh, sorry. Like you, okay. Sorry it about It sounded that. like you had just abandoned the podcast. You realized, <laughs> I can't talk to this hump. Uh. No, no. Um, no, don't. I, I think this was the first pod I went on. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So, no, it's locked on will have a special place for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm well so far. A lot of basketball. I'm experienced. I tell everyone who will listen that I have like basketball fatigue just from having to balance watching uh, March Madness and making sure I'm up to date on whatever is happening in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of basketball, especially when the Raptors stuff is depressing and bad. It just uh, yeah. really Well, honestly, like, we lost the other day and I was happy, right? <laughs> because, <laughs> which is like um, terrible, which is an awful thing because I know these guys don't want to lose and that they're, you know, the some of the best competitors on earth. So I know that this is eating away at them and... I think it was Pascal who likened losing to being stabbed. So yeah. he feels so guilty. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, snap, raising the odds for the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the accepting that the lottery pick is going to be high and being okay with it. Uh, yeah. So- mindset we were due we were due that run has to end eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. I real the playoff streak is nice. And like for it to end the year, the rocket streak is also going to end. Like the Raptors could have been the team with the longest playoff streak. They still might be. There's still time, I guess, but uh, it's uh, it's not looking great right now. It's a little bit gloomy, but that's okay. We're here to cheer people up with Norm Powell talk. Yasmin, what's your favorite Norman Powell memory? Uh, my favorite Norman Norman Powell memory. Um, it's a little unorthodox. I was trying to think uh, about a lot of moments, but when you say Norman Powell, like this is like my first thought, and it's basically um in the Eastern Conference Finals of 2019. Um, the Raptors went to double overtime with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, it was a very memorable game. Um, and what people often forget is that not only was Kyle uh, fouled out, but so was Norman Powell. And I remember actually when he did foul out, just a look on his face, like he just looked like he was injured or something. Like he just had, <laughs> he was so disappointed in himself. He was beat red. Um, you could tell he did not want to get out of that game and he wanted it badly because I think he knows how useful he was against the Bucks um, just over the course of time. So that moment really stood out to me and it kind of just uh, captured, um, I think, a turning point for him um, emerging as a more consistent, um, you know, almost all star caliber player. Um, it, it was that moment for me because uh, he's someone who's went who's gone through that G League pipeline for the Raptors and he was. Mm-hmm you know, a second round or 46th pick. So to see him just come to that point where he's in the Eastern Conference Finals and we're like, oh my God, we might lose because Norman Powell's out uh, was just kind <laughs> of like, um, it, it was a it was a good, uh, it was a good contrast to where he's come from. And it kind of made me appreciate his story more. That's like the first thing I think about when I think of Norman Powell. That's a really, really good one. And I, I'm glad that there, between mine at the start and now yours, there are at least two Norm Powell Bucks killing moments involved because 
I don't think it's set in with me just yet how much I'm gonna miss Buck's Killer Norm. <laughs> like it oh, was, yeah. it was really, really special and a really fun thing to hang over that team because they had traded the pick that became Norm. It just made it all the more fun. Yeah, poetic and, kind of. <laughs> yeah, and he was good in that conference final series. I'm pulling up the box scores from that series right now, and yeah, in games three, four, and five, he had 14, 19, and 18 points, and he kind of got back on track after a really rough time against Philadelphia, and it was yeah. like, And he did that go. as, like, the third guy off the bench who was needed yeah. for scoring. Like, that Raptors team makes no sense to me when I think about it sometimes. Yeah, like, watching uh, Stanley Johnson play 18 minutes, it really makes you yearn for the nights where they had literally only good players playing basketball, and very good at players all times, at that. Yeah. Norm Powell was, like, the worst rotation player player they had uh boy what a team and yasmin what a moment to remember thank you so much for uh sharing and talking a little bit of norm on the podcast today where can people check out your work um right now um i'm gonna be covering uh the final four and the championships for um both march madness tournaments so um i i'll they can probably catch my pieces in the star on the next day um and also for basketballnews.com and yahoo sports canada Amazing. Uh, It's so awesome to see you having the glow up that you are. Everyone, if you have not yet purchased the Toronto Star subscription, (coughs) excuse me, I'm choking on my own (laughs) mouth. Um, If you have not yet purchased a subscription, Yasmin is the reason to do it. Go and uh, get yourself a Star subscription to read Yasmin's great stuff. Yasmin, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Bye. All right, we have reached the end of the Norman Powell Appreciation Podcast. Thanks to all of our wonderful guests on today's podcast. Uh, Please support all of them. Subscribe to their work. They're all wonderful, all far better at their jobs than I am, and I thank them for taking their time to jump on the podcast. Uh, Of course, please make sure you're subscribing to, rating, reviewing the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, on Odyssey app, the uh, Apple Pods, Google Pods, whatever it might be. Please support. It's always appreciated. I'll be back again on Monday as I will break down the game against the Warriors on Friday and look ahead to the game on Monday night against whom I am not sure. It's not really ringing a bell in my brain right now. I don't have have the schedule in front of me, but there is a game Monday and we will look ahead to that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you had a wonderful week listening to the podcast. I really can't say enough about how much I appreciate the listenership. It's been a good week for the pod, despite it being a terrible week for the team. And uh, it's always nice when there's a little boost to the pod. It gives me a boost. It gives, uh, you know, makes the experience of doing the show and offering it to all of you a lot more fun when there's uh you know some 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 support behind it and i love you all you're wonderful um am i feeling overly emotional and uh, a little bit unstable as a result of ontario's hell situation of course i am but still the sentiment stands nonetheless uh all right have a wonderful weekend have a wonderful easter weekend we'll talk to you again on monday with another episode of locked on raptors bye-bye Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.